The goal was to get the boner pill commercial. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. They're trying to fuck with us. I'm sick of your fucking smoke. That guy's fucking right. They came all over the place. You can't. Who? 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 That's a bad motherfucker who knows how to tie good knots. Bowl, bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. That's right. It's Friday night. And you are listening to Bowl After Bowl, special edition bowls with buds. It's episode 150 of Bowl After Bowl on this lovely April Fool's Day, April 1st, 2022. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And joining us is Justin from Wrong Kind of Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome, sir. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Appreciate you, uh taking the time well i'm glad to be here i got whatever it is so thankfully i didn't die today oh well that's good Mm -hmm. that would have been that would have been a very boring show if you would have died earlier today you could have had a uh you know what do you call it a wreck is it requiem is that the right word the requiem the uh yes yes the (laughs) post-mortem yeah could have talked about how great it would have been yeah yeah. That's a new word for me. I'm trying to use it as much as possible. You know, it's like, oh, Requiem. There's a chance. There you go. Requiem. Yeah. Corn album. That's the only reason I know about it. So. Requiem held. Damn near killed him. Did. He did. Damn near kill him. <laughs> so, how's Kansas City? Oh, it's lovely. It's like uh, a little bit soggy, but uh, at least it's not yeah. cold like it was. It's It had like a cold snap that went through, but. Uh, I think we're past all that now. I think so. Yeah, the sun was shining today, so. Like in the 60s today, so. That I can handle. Yeah, yeah it was moist earlier this week, but it ain't too bad now. We had a uh, the pleasure of meeting you at the latest No Agenda meetup near us. The latest uh, in the area No Agenda meetup, which was a uh, yeah kind, kind of a dual meetup with uh, WKOP, wrong kind of podcast. So I, yeah. I guess for the listeners... Um, to introduce, first of all, Bulls with Buds. That, those are special Bull After Bull episodes where we sit down with our buds in the bull and get to know one another, do a little like interview style, interview format. And uh, they're scheduled sporadically, like whenever we can figure them out and get some uh, buds in the bull. And you can find them all at bullswithbuds.com, including this one when it gets published. That's where it'll be. So um, Justin is the host of Wrong Kind of Podcast, which you can find at wkopodcast.com and uh i guess maybe that's like a good place to start can you tell us a little bit about uh wrong kind of podcast and uh the topics you guys get into and and all of that well it's kind of had a little bit of an evolution it's not a big long one i won't give you no uh you know it was a warm day in 1970 or anything like that but uh (laughs) So it did start in 2019. I used to be a commissioner here in Coffeyville, and I was started a podcast trying to educate people locally about how government works or doesn't work on a local level, and then it transformed into me, my wife, and a good friend of mine just talk every week about 
what's uh, caught our attention and just current events. There's a lot of uh, fart jokes on there. I don't know if anybody's listened. Very people, nice. People send us poop stories. Yeah, I don't know. There it is. Everybody poops. So, you know, it's pretty much uh, just having a good time. My wife is a uh, pretty conservative lady. Uh, my other friend is what I would call a hard right guy maybe at times. I don't okay. know. Not always. And I'm kind of in the middle. I'm just kind of the uh, guy that tells uh, fart jokes and laughs at everything. So, Very nice. You know, <laughs> so it works out in the end. And we've took on the value for value model, kind of like you guys have. And... Uh, we don't have no boner commercials, so it's not a bad deal. Very nice. Oh, yeah. That is the beautiful part about the value for value, is you don't have to sell a boner pill to anybody. No, I mean, if somebody wants to buy one, I'll, I can go find him one. But, you, know, <laughs> you, uh, you still got a guy. You always got to have a guy, just in case. Yeah, but, you uh, never know, man. You don't got to plug it every hour on the hour, which is nice. No. I've had uh, two guests scheduled for this week, and both of them bailed on me. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I had a full week at the beginning of the week, and... Uh, I don't know about you, but if I announce a guest, ninety-seven percent chance they won't. Uh, it won't happen. Oh, nuts! I don't that know. Means... We've we've had some like uh, last-minute schedule flipper ruby doos, but mm-hmm. we've been lucky enough to where they always happen like right before it gets announced. I don't think we've had anybody post announcement. Yeah, I'm stupid enough to keep announcing it. So uh, yeah. that's like the 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 jinx you've got going over there. And I even said last week, I'm going to jinx this when I say it. And you can hear Yancy, which is my co-host and my wife, say, "Well, why are you going to say anything?" I'm like, I don't know. I'm stupid. So let's go for it. And I announced it, and of course, it didn't happen. Anyway, we did have this week some uh, slightly. A slightly jinx. We had to reschedule. That's what happened. We were going to do abs in a six pack with Sir Seat Sitter and yeah. do our second dreams episode. We were going to do that on Wednesday night. And then the uh, our oldest, Rayla, she got, she was like so sick that we had to move it. We have to move it back. She's, she's a lot better now. And uh, finally back in her own bed. But it was just like, uh, first like the raspy, uh, Flim cough, and then it turned into bad asthma. Yeah, that barking cough with a fever, and then to the point where she'd fall asleep and still be wheezing, and then have to, like, (coughs) she'd wake up just not breathing, like, reaching her arms out, and end up, like, puking all the phlegm out. (laughs) Lovely. So it was, uh, yeah, just a sitting-by-the-bucket kind of night. The joys of being a parent. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. They didn't tell you any about that when you had the kid. No. And suddenly it's like, by the way, they throw up and shit a lot. Sometimes <laughs> on you. Yep. You know, it's like, what? I didn't I d- sign up for this. I don't really remember the uh, the shitting and pissing everywhere part of uh, life, but I do remember uh, being sick as a dog and puking like every once in a while. And asthma attacks, too. I mm. When I was young, I had asthma and uh, landed me in the hospital a couple, a few times, but... I never had any of that. Not until, like I was saying beforehand, when I got the, when I got the COVID. That's a K O B U D. Okay. Uh, yeah. I haven't experienced allergies until I had that, and all last year it was like two weeks of serious respiratory infection, a week off, then two weeks on the whole damn summer, and apparently it's starting again. So that's my life. Wow. That's, yeah. I, I had somebody comment on my uh, Facebook page earlier today. I was on there whining, looking for sympathy, you know. Sure. And, uh, and somebody said they was experiencing the exact same thing. They had never 
had allergies until they had the the crud. Fascinating. And I've never yeah. heard that. See, I, I've had allergies my whole life, yeah, and same. Uh, as mm-hmm. an adult, they they got a lot milder. Like right now, they're pretty mild compared to like when I was little. Mm-hmm. But uh, like when I was young, fall and spring are kind of like the hot times when the seasons are transitioning. Yeah. And uh, especially fall, for some reason, was the worst. Like, that cool air would always trigger my asthma and get my lungs all jacked up, especially when I was running in the playground, like, outside in the cool. It's like, my mom would write notes to the teacher to, like, keep me inside for recess, which was just the lamest possible thing. And then uh, I'd get, like, the mucus in the eyes, too, which is just the worst, because, like... Oh, when you can't open your eyelid? Yeah, in the they morning? like it like glues your eyelid shut. First time it ever happened to me, I totally panicked and like yeah. forced my eyes open and kind of like pulled a few eyelashes out in the process. But if you don't panic and freak out and just keep your eyes closed, you can like go and get a really hot washcloth and just rest it on there, and then it softens up and you can open your eyes without like hurting yourself. <laughs> but God, dude, freaked me out the first time it ever happened for sure. My eyes have instantly went to itchy now. Thank you. Oh, man. (laughs) There's some great eye drops for that, Uh, which apparently you can kill people with, we learned recently. Don't put them in drinks. You ever hear that? With your eye drops? We heard this. uh, So at the end of our show, we do what's called uh, Strikes and Gutters, where we just share kind of offbeat news stories, and either they're really great and we give them a strike, or they're really bad and we give them a gutter ball. And one of them was that this lady got arrested... Uh, and charged with attempted murder for putting, uh... No, a lady successfully murdered her husband. Oh, that's right. She got charged for murder, not attempted murder. Yeah, by putting eye drops in his drink. What the hell is in the eye drop? It's like some kind of redness relief in the eye drops. That's like, I guess, really poisonous. Wow. I put that shit in my eyes when I was a kid, you know, because I had seasonal allergies. Yeah. And I did't want my mom to see it. But, uh, I don't... You'd think it would kill you if it was going through your eye. I know, right? It's yeah. like, uh, I guess uh, in your eyes it just makes them less red, and in your belly it makes you dead. That's, <laughs> That's very strange. Blew my mind when I read this. I'm not sure I never, how that works. never heard that. I was like, shit, you'd think there'd be a lot more people killing each other if it's that easy. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. Mean? That's what the story was. was two security guards were trying to kill their boss with eye drops. Yeah. And they that's had what I, heard I thought, about it from her arrest. Okay. I thought there was something where, like, they tried to kill a guy, and holy fuck, it's crazy. Um, so I guess I kind of brought it up, and then I died, you know, misdirected there. But uh, we met last weekend at yes. the meetup that you organized, which was very fun, by the way. I appreciate you organizing that. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It was a great time. It's probably what, what did you ever get a final head count? It seemed like a couple dozen people. So the RSVPs were 32 or 3, but I think what finally showed up, which I counted the people in that picture we took, and now I don't remember, but I think it was 20 to 23 area, somewhere in there. I can't remember. But I had right. a great time. I, uh, and know. then uh, I guess there was there was Clem and Darren who kind of came to the first yeah. part, and then he he did text me back later and just said Darren wasn't. Uh, into making the extra drive, so they they oh, yeah. ended up went going back. But uh, yeah. that I, was. I uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit. I, I'm kind of interested because I never really uh, 
asked while we were there what the uh, um, the original meetup was set to be in Cherryvale. Yep, Cherryvale, Kansas. And the lady that owns the bowling alley, it's actually her and her husband, but she's one of our producers. And we had a deal. She was going to give us all free lanes, you know, and free shoes. And she was even making some uh, special food for us. And, of course, we were going to... I had brought some of my producer donations, and I was going to leave, you know, a nice tip in the jar. And, uh, well, as you know, when we got there, there's no power. And the energy company said their main breaker went out. Well, later on, we found out it wasn't their main breaker when they, the energy company hooked things back up, they didn't get things hooked back up correctly. Oh, wow. So it was actually on them, and we could have stayed right there and played. And Interesting. Well, the guy just didn't have it figured out, because Evergy showed up. Yeah, it was the Evergy guy that apparently didn't do something properly. I don't want to just you know throw him under the bus completely, but the story I got later was that it was not on their end. It was on the power company's end. Well, we'll give him a gutter ball just for good measure. Yeah, Here we really. That sounds like half my game. <laughs> so, um, we ended up, uh, you called an audible, and we moved a half hour further south yep. to mm. Coffeeville. My hometown, yep. Uh, where you podcast out of and live, and uh, we went to a bowling alley there, yep. and um, I am the kind time. of guy who just, uh, I'll roll with whatever goes down, you know? Yep. I'm, I'm definitely like... Uh, you know, plan B, plan C, Mr. Contingency, like, Man, I'm... That is not me. I just roll with whatever, you know what I mean? Like, uh, things that, go wrong, I'm just like, yeah, what else can we do, you know? That was stressful as hell to me. I am not good. I'm turning, I'm boomer adjacent now, man. Okay. It's like, you know, <laughs> you you change plans on me, I don't really know how to handle it. So, that was me just faking it, because I was like, I kept telling my wife, these people drove from Kansas City. We've got to do something. We've got to do something. <laughs> and so finally I just said, hey, here's the thing. And I was shocked when you said, yeah, let's go. And I said, they're gamers. Apparently they don't care. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. And we were down to clown for sure. So, But uh, that bowling alley used to be twice the size. But the population of this town has just dwindled since I was a kid. And it's clearly not like it used to be. Yeah. And then, of course, after the uh, smoking that you handed everybody on the uh, on the lanes there, <laughs> which after a um, half hour there, somebody said, well, you know, he brought his own shoes. She's, and she's got her own shoes, and they brought their own balls. And I was like, wait a minute. Nobody said anything about any hustlers showing up. What's going on here? <laughs> you know, I was like, I didn't realize they were bowlers. But oh, anyway, yeah. yeah. See, uh, there's a lot of people that think bowl after bowl is a bowling podcast. And then oh, I, I knew get, that it wasn't that. You yeah. get in and you listen and you discover yeah. it's not, and then you keep listening and you discover, wait, it is. It's like it's like this yeah. thing that it is and then it isn't and then it is again. It's a beautiful little circle that we like to yeah, pull it, on people. It worked, it worked out pretty well. Yeah. I think at one point, I can remember you turn around, Brian was explaining to me, it was Brian or Zach, one I can't remember, was explaining to me the scoring and I had uh, yeah. no idea how it worked. And I can vividly remember saying, what? that seems like some bullshit. <laughs> and you turned around and looked at me, and I was like, I don't, how are you getting multipliers? You didn't knock it. Anyway, yeah. I, got, I got smoked, and that's just the way it was. 
and uh, a couple of our producers down here paid for everybody's. I still haven't figured out who did that. Uh, I know Brian did part of it, but I don't know who paid for the rest of it. And uh, that's cool. Yeah, that like was I awesome. Said, I was trying to get rid of producer donations. I was like, I've got a wallet full of money. I'm trying to pay for things, people. But it didn't work out that way. Uh, well, that's the beauty, too, of like uh, having a tight-knit community and you know doing it in yeah. love. And uh, just everyone's already on board with Value for Value because we all listen yeah. to the same shows and we're kind of plugged into the concept. And so um, it's awesome. You know, you put it in and you get it out and uh, the whole wheel keeps churning, which is great. You know, I... I'm going to take a little digression here just for a second. Yeah, absolutely. But before we talk about what we saw at my house, uh, <laughs> okay. I totally stole the uh, no agenda idea after a while because I'm not even going to lie about it. I was trying to get sponsors. I really was. I was doing the classic thing. I was submitting, you know, things to Podcorn and all that stupid shit. Yeah. And it just wasn't working. And then my main producer here like from the very beginning the guy that's gave the most money and major trophy and just all that stuff we call him wizard here okay uh, he told me one day i can always hear him try the value for value thing it'll work if you just keep keep it up and then i can hear adam in my head going they won't give you no money if you don't ask for it yeah yep. and i started asking for money and we're not loaded by any means but uh our goal is to replace that monster air conditioner out there in the studio and we're we're almost there so that's really awesome yeah that's what i really love about it the whole value for value is there's so many things built into it that just work for what we're trying to do and mostly it's it's sustainable it's like yeah you're not going to you know blow the money banks uh which is not what we're looking to do because all of that comes with compromise in yeah. content, in integrity, in a lot of different things. It also enables this nice direct feedback loop where the people who are giving value back are also sending in notes and they're telling you exactly what is valuable about your show, what helped them or what they like. And it really helps you steer the content or focus on your strengths or all these different things like you you get that feedback that people are getting value and this is what they like and this is what you should do more of and uh it's also content for the show so like uh i know i heard a pew and i need to pull this up so th that pew sound going off that's our uh helipad which is tracking uh little pieces of bitcoin that come in we had a boost 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 uh 55 55 <laughs> sats from cotton gin so thank you sir. thanks cotton gin and this is kind of that uh, podcasting 2.0 newness that's going around. Yeah, I tried to figure that out. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm damn near a boomer. I think everybody <laughs> turns into a boomer eventually. And it's like, ah, I don't know, man. I keep reading up on it and <sighs> I hit a wall. So anyway. Yep. It's, uh, so, it's one of those things where, you know, I think that... Uh, uh-oh, I heard in my chat. Cotton Gin in the chat room's going, uh, a bunch of boomers in here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, but, yeah, I, we were talking about, uh, I do this podcast with Abel Kirby called Abelcraft, and uh, we were talking earlier, uh, Fountain is one of these newfangled podcast apps where you can send boosts and stream the Bitcoin and all of that, and they published a list 
of like the top 20 uh, shows right. that are being listened to and the top 20 supported. And we hit number five on this most supported shows list, which I heard, I heard that on the episode of the other day. Congratulations. It, thank you. It, it really blew us away. Like we were totally yeah. weren't expecting that because <laughs> they did one right before Christmas that we weren't on in anywhere. Yeah. We were no number on any of the charts. Uh, and then we're all of a sudden five on this next like check-in. That's and pretty cool, man. We're very jazzed about it. And then we noticed below they have most played shows. And mm-hmm. on most supported, there's four different, uh, well, there's four Adam Curry shows, and then there's four other shows that are also on the No Agenda stream. So in total, there's like eight No Agenda shows, uh, like the No Agenda stream shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, we noticed that um, the four non-Curry shows, I should say, don't appear on the most played shows. So it's not like we're getting a bunch of plays or a bunch of downloads, which is like in the podcast world, that's what everybody's chasing. Like, grow your audience, grow your show, get more clicks, get more listens, get more downloads. And we, I'm guilty. We don't, we don't have any of that, and yet we're the most, we're among the most boosted shows in here. And that just kind of goes to show, like, what we were talking about earlier. It's this value thing where it's like, you know, we don't need to talk to a million people every week. We just need uh, the people who are here who are invested, you know, who are, yeah. um, we're all on each other's team. We're all part of this, like, it. it's more of a community than uh, these other, like, finger wag communities that you get from like, a Facebook group or, like, a, uh, any kind of thing like that. So, I don't know. It was very eye-opening just kind of looking at these different stats and rankings and seeing, like, Hey, we don't even we we're not even on the radar when it comes to plays, and yet here we are with some boosts. So, it it is exactly like you mentioned, where it's like you have the ask, and it's not like you have your hand out begging all the time. You just explain the deal. This is like an arrangement, an agreement, you know. Yeah. And it's also great because it's not just about money all the time either. Uh, for instance, we have our voicemail line, and if you have a question for Justin, all you got to do is whip out a phone, and directly you can be a part of the show just by calling. Call 816-607-3663, and the play of voice will And I love that little thing there. I oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Chris, our seat sitter from Abs in a Six Pack, made us that. Uh, and I th- did, was Dreams the first thing we ever did with him? Yeah. And that was the first time he had us on his show. He does like intermission stuff. and um, He's the pasta glock. Yeah. He got d- the pasta glock locked and loaded. Oh, okay. He did, the, right. he did the pasta glock jingle. I mean, man's, man's an absolute legend. That's uh, so we're kind of we don't like once again we don't have paid advertisers but so one of my goals around here and it's not going as well as i want but maybe it is here kind of recently maybe worked with the you know the cherry bowl lanes and we talked about them and in return they gave us you know free games and bowling yep. I, I see i see that as value for value absolutely we talked about them. yep there's a uh it's, it turns out it's yancey's cousin in a town not too far away, Independence, where you went to the zoo, she makes custom candles, 
And I got on there and I said, I like your candles. And she ended up giving us some candles for the studio and we talked about her. So I got something out of it. And I'm not necessarily advertising for her. I'm just saying, hey, these are some pretty good candles. They smell all right and they're not, you know, they're fun to look at. Sure. They're different shapes and everything. But, you know, that's value. She gave us something and we made sure, hey, go over and check her out. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's definitely when I got into podcasting, the goal was to get the boner pill commercial. You know, that's the sure. thing, right? You got to get the commercial. <laughs> yep. But then I ran into no agenda after hearing Adam on Rogan. Nice. And there's a whole other, it's like, hey, there's the cool kids smoking cigarettes over there. You know, <laughs> that's where that's where I want to go hang out it's over there. Nobody's over there. I ain't boner pills. It's so, true. It's and people don't. I have somebody supposed to come over this evening to ask me about uh, some podcasting, and I was going to tell him the same thing. Don't, don't chase the damn commercial that nobody wants to hear. They fast forward through anyway. Absolutely. So. Yeah. It just it's it's really terrible content. First of all, it's like you said, people want to skip it immediately. Yeah. Um, and it just it's like it just compromises the the whole show that you're trying to put on you know i mean unless you have a, a pill about boner pill uh, a podcast yeah. about boner pills which yeah. you know and I'm maybe sure you're like, out there maybe like well my top three boner pills are these three and then like yeah. you're making an honest breakdown of it all and like you're you're knowledgeable about the boner pill world that that might be an exception but most of these shows selling boner pills probably don't even take boner pills and it's well, just like I, I bet uh Dang. I'm like, see, this is the boomer deal. <laughs> what the hell's his name? The redheaded dude. Uh, used to be on TV late night. Conan oh, O'Brien. Conan, I, bet yeah. he, I bet he takes the boner pill. He probably has a boner <laughs> pill or two, I bet. I bet he crushes them up and snorts the boner pills. Yeah. He's a wild man. I prefer to smoke my boner pills. There you go. It's better that way. <laughs> so let's finish our story before we I get distracted again. Oh, so we yeah. came we came to my house after That's right. you smoked everybody with my back to back seventy seven, seventy eight game. I wanna thank the wizard, by the way, because I'm holding right now in my hand this awesome trophy that yes. uh, he had made. And it's like this guy hulking out. He's got a big V on his chest. And I was just wondering, was that like custom done with the V or did you just see a guy with a V and thought, oh, that's the one for value for value? Or how did that? I, I'm going to try to be selfish and think that he got the Hulk idea for my tattoo on my arm. Okay. But as far as the V, I don't know. That may be, uh, may be a personal message. It has to be value is what it has to be. But uh, mm -hmm. I didn't see that until you saw it. Interesting. So. Yeah. And it's, it's like this guy standing on a cracked bowling ball with some broken pins behind it and then it it's engraved uh champion wkop bowlerama v for v so that's yeah. awesome like the whole v value for value concept uh even into the the trophy which i didn't expect showing up there being a trophy and then i also didn't expect that uh yeah you know i would i would be in the in the contest to win it either he gets so. uh he gets mad at me because I keep telling him, hey, here's another pod. I told him about you guys' podcast a couple, three weeks ago. I said, check this podcast out. And he was, damn it, I'm already downloading 40 hours of uh, uh, content a week. He's a uh, he's an MD. He's a oh, optometrist. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. So between looking in your eyes, I went to him a while back before we really became friends. And I could hear the live stream playing in his office in the back of No Agenda. Oh, very cool. So that's how uh, we somehow started talking. He said, I like your podcast. I said, oh, shit, you listen. Sorry. You know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, that's how we got started. So anyway, we came back to our house. We're hanging out. 
with a unexpected, uh, somewhat unauthorized fire on my patio. Nice. And uh, so we had some live action out here, didn't we? Some uh, some five zero on patrol. Yeah, the fuzz rolled up. Yeah. So that lady got a DUI, yeah. and that car was there well into the next day. After you left, the cops, actually one of the cops got in and moved the car back. Huh. And I kept waiting for a record to show up. It never did happen. But, Interesting. Uh, she looked a lot older than she sounded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you sent me that uh, mug shot afterwards. And yeah. It was kind of... Um, yeah, we have mug shot Monday around here. It's pretty damn... Uh, I don't know. It's kind of embarrassing for people. Yeah. It's like a mixture of sad, but still slightly amusing somehow. Uh, you get like a guilty yeah. amusement, but it's also like, damn, like. It's rough. At their worst time, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And everybody could be there. I mean, yeah. I should have I been there probably at least four or five times in my life, probably. But when your best friend actually gets on there, then it's a little different. Then you yep. understand it. I was like, damn, he does look like Spicoli, you know, and like, <laughs> shit. Uh-oh. But, uh, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's always a rough one. Yeah, man, they had her, uh, walking lines and waving her f- foot in the air for a while before they finally, uh, threw her in the paddy wagon. Yeah, I was, uh, talked to Yancy into doing Bigfoot calls. I was really hoping to get some side action going on over there. But, uh, <laughs> I tried to distract him away. Yeah, it wasn't working. So you guys went to our little zoo up here, huh? I guess it's not ours, but we'll kind of claim it. Yeah, we never actually mentioned that on the show. Uh, or did we? No, I don't believe we did. I had forgotten about that, actually. We didn't talk much uh, about our drive. and We got... You found cheap gas somewhere along the way, I heard. So We did, yeah. we did yeah, get we did some mention cheap, the cheap gas. gas. <laughs> hmm. And then we uh, we stopped for lunch pretty far out. It was still, what, at least an hour yet to go. Yeah, in Iola? To, to Cherryvale. Iola, yeah. Iola. Because well, he was off the beaten path. Yeah, we saw a sign. It said, like, biggest historic di- downtown in America. <coughs> it was, like, biggest downtown square. Oh, downtown what square, it. that's what. <laughs> because I guess the town is just, like... If you pull up the Google map, you immediately understand what they mean because it's just like the tight little downtown grid that you'll see in most small towns or even medium-sized towns, especially in the Midwest where it's just like, you know, just like a tight grid of streets. That They have that, but it's just huge. It just keeps going and going. So that town used to be right on the highway, 169. When I was a kid and lived in Kansas City, we went through there, and the the highway has just left that little town and many others just they're not even hardly on the map anymore. So it's kind of a sad deal, but it is what it is, you know. Yeah, we stopped. I think it was it King Sand. Something about a King. Yeah, King Sandwiches is where we went, but it was our second uh, pick because we were going to go to a diner, and it looks like the Coof. Got the best of that diner because oh, they were permanently closed. I hate seeing that. Permanently closed. Yep. Hell, that's not good. No. Huh. No. Yeah. And they had a. Uh, even when we went to the sandwich spot, they had a some sort of chain next to it. Was it like a Subway or a Wendy's? It was a Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen, but they had like the lobby closed still, and it was like a drive-through only situation, which is like. It just seems weird to still have that in place, but, it, you know, maybe it's like a budgetary kind of... Yeah, it might be. It's tough, I'm sure, in a lot of smaller towns when you go 
you know, you've already, you, you already probably had staffing issues before, and then you go to where you can't open the lobby because of some corporate rule that gets handed down. And then once you can open your lobby again, can you restaff? Can you even, you know? That seems to be a real problem around here is people wanting to work. And I can't quite figure that out. What, did they just find completely new jobs? Or is there an income revenue stream that I'm not aware of? I don't know. Because where'd they all go? Yeah. It's not like half the population died off and now there's nobody to, to work. I don't know. I was laid off for probably three weeks at the beginning of this crap. And... I was making a very large amount of money sitting at home. When I went back to work, I was joking with my boss and said, you're screwing me, man, by getting me to come back to work. I was making big money sitting at home my ass. Dang. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I was getting money from three different places. The state, we're also a union, so I was getting some money from the company. Then the, then the federal government was kicking in an extra $600 a week, you know? It's like, this wow. is not, this can't be right. That's I wild. Shouldn't, I shouldn't be making as much money as I was making sitting at home playing uh, Call of Duty. I knew there was a problem, you know? It's like, this, this yeah, something, definitely. something's going on here. It's a, it's a scam, as JCD would say. There, yeah, there's something. It's, it's very weird, which it's all starting to come to fruition now, I believe. But hey, whatever. We'll see someday. Yeah. yeah I got definitely. you off the zoo completely. Oh, that's I was literally <laughs> searching around. When we get back here at the ball, it's like uh, sometimes you can slip away, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, after after we finished up at the sandwich shop, we got down to Cherryvale, um, probably with a couple hours to spare, would you say? Something yeah, like that? at least two. And so... Lorian had already mentioned the zoo, but then it was showing up on the map as like four, 40 minutes. minutes, 45 minutes away. And I was like, From Whoa, I don't know about that. Yeah. And then no, that's crazy. I don't know what route it was taking us or whatever, but then we kind of were driving towards this lake just because there was a sign for like yeah. Big Bear Lake or some, something. It said oh, Pearson on it. It big, was like Big, big Hill Lake? Big, maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe, that's, probably probably. That, that's where our uh, next meet up camp out thing oh cool yeah so we are like driving toward that and then all of a sudden it was like oh yeah the zoo's 20 minutes and we we're like oh that's easy and that's in independence kansas yep and a free zoo who knew a free zoo it's it's always been there as long as i can remember interesting it's it it's for a small town i wouldn't think you would expect to see a zoo no and at times it has more animals than others. But when I was a kid, there was a, uh, an, uh, I guess it's a Asian elephant. Uh, wow. Good, you know, it was a full-size elephant. There was down below. I don't know if you could go down below or not. But yeah. there used to be. Yeah, okay. we, we did go down. Yeah. That in the old days was real. Uh, I just I had that old look to it, that that. 40s, 50s, kind of that WPA project kind of a look to yeah. it back in the old days. And I'm pretty damn sure there was apes down there and full-size, uh, there was bears. That was where the big stuff was when I was a kid. And, so uh, they had three there. brown bears while we were there. Okay, yeah. And, so uh, they have like a bear habitat down there in the valley like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And um, 
there's a sign on the window, though, that said, the three bear sisters do not want to be in their habitat right now. And I just found that hard to believe because yeah. they were sitting in a kennel up <laughs> on the top yeah. of the hill. Yeah they, yeah, they got together and talked about it. We don't want to be here. They were like, yo, can we get moved to up there for a while? Just In the dog kennel? We don't want to <laughs> jump on the trampoline down there yeah. and walk around in the grass. And <laughs> yeah, we'd, yeah, we'd much rather uh, sit here on this shit-covered concrete. That's what it's <laughs> <Right. doing. laughs> Yeah. And they had a... They had a swan that you kind of could see. It was like a back into. It was like in a cage. It looked like it was kind of like an off display sort of cage, but it was just kind of sitting in one of those kiddie pools. Did you uh, check out Monkey Island? I saw it, but there was nothing there. Yeah, but I could see like there were no monkeys out. I could see. Dang, this looks like an absolute ball for monkeys, man. Because they had like. All kinds yeah. of it looked like just monkey playground equipment. All that over castle the place. with all the windows and stuff. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell some historically good stuff before I tell you some really weird bad stuff about the Monkey Island. Uh oh. Uh, yeah. So did you read the uh, the historical marker there? I guess I didn't. I must have missed uh, it. So I can't remember the monkey's name. I think I want to say like was it Abel or Mabel? Maybe it was Mabel. Anyway. You know what? It could have been Abel because there was an Abel's snack shack. Oh, yeah, shop. Miss Abel's snack shack. Miss Abel, shack. yeah. Okay. It's Miss Abel's snack shack. Yeah, because so, I took a picture for Abel Curvy, uh, my partner okay. on the uh, other podcast there. So I don't really know what that monkey's pronouns were, but I'm going to go with she. <laughs> okay. So she was one of the first three or four primates to go up in a, uh, a rocket for NASA. Oh, wow. Yeah, and there's a sign there that you can Google Independence Zoo, I'm sure, and there's a picture of the sign, but I always thought that was kind of cool. That is interesting, yeah. That's historically, you know, kind of interesting. So, the terrible part, which I never took part in any of this, apparently if you throw a cat onto Monkey Island, yeah, I'll just let you you think about that for a minute. But, uh, yeah, that's (laughs) kind of a thing around here. Yeah. Oh. It's it's a party, I understand. <laughs> Good but, lord. Uh, yeah, that's always been a thing. Throwing cats on a monkey out. I'm like, I've never never been a part of it. Don't want to be a part of it. You know, I'm not a cat lover, but I'm not a cat slinger either. So, right. uh, eesh. But, uh, yeah, so that's a cool little zoo they got up there. Of course, independence. <laughs> 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 cat rape. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how to get out of that. Fuck cats. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. But, uh, no, it's pretty cool. Of course, Independence is our rival, you know, Independence Coffee Bill. So, you know, go NATO. But, nice. Uh, it's, you know, but it's um, still kind of home. I'm trying to see, what, the, think of what else we saw. There was, well, there was a raccoon. Oh, yes, the raccoon was out and about in his little habitat. There was two, two raccoons, actually. What I was going to say is it was under really deep construction. Yeah, there like, was like... Uh, it was fenced off hmm. in most places. So you could walk around Monkey Island, and then you were... But nothing was in it. There wasn't even fish yeah. around it or nothing. I don't know if there's usually fish in that little moat that yeah. surrounds it, but... Pretty sure there's some uh, STDs in that water. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, the emu was out. There was an emu. Yeah. I got my finger damn near bit off by ostrich there in the first grade on a field trip. Oh. <laughs> Holy moly. 
<laughs> yeah. Teacher says, don't stick your finger in there. So, you know, of course, what you're going to do, you're going to stick your finger out yeah. of there. Yeah. I, I might have cried a little. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, It looked like there was kind of a whole area that was like, it looked like old school 40s, 50s era play yes. play stuff like yeah. little rocket ships and yep. little different... like Humpty Dumpty and yep. yeah. hippo statue and stuff. Uh, mother, what is it? Which is it? Was it old Mother Hubbard? Is that it? That had all the kids that lived in the boot in the oh, shoe? Yeah, that? little old lady yeah. that lived in a shoe or whatever. Yeah. So that whole area over there are like nursery rhymes. Okay, that makes um, sense. Yeah. There's uh, Alice in Wonderland over there. There's a few other things. Of course, there's the water fountain that's in the lion's mouth. That was always a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds uh, cool. See, that was all roped off, so we couldn't go over there. Really? Damn. Which was a bummer with the little ones. I was Mm. like, oh, that looks like their perfect age range. (laughs) Yeah, it it is, definitely. Either that or when you're a drunk teenager. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, might have experienced that a time or two. (laughs) (laughs) And then that, uh, what you're talking about, there's this long, winding sidewalk that goes Past the raccoons, past like... There's a donkey. A donkey, a big bald eagle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It comes up out of the bottom, yeah. Yeah. And you go down through the valley, and then there's a spot where you could go further on up, but that was also kind of... It had like the orange plastic fencing that you oh, can't okay. go past it. And um, I saw when I was up at the top of the hill on the other side, it looked like there was a bunch of pigs over there on the other side of that. Oh, oh yeah. bison on top of the hill right yeah there's some elk so there's also a road that winds down through in there you should drive through they don't have as many animals as they used to i don't know if independence is having the same issue that all small towns are the budget you know you got less people sure it makes sense so yeah our cost of living here is pretty good but our taxes keep going up because you know less people your piece of the pie is larger so either I can move to a big city and pay twice what I pay for my house now and, you know, have more to do, or I can stay here and have cheaper cost of living and pay higher taxes. So I don't know which way you win. Yeah. Small towns are dying. It is. It's it's kind of wild to see, like, the population shrinkage and, uh, you know, what it might mean. But it's also interesting because we've, we've been on this kick of, like... You know, trying to unplug from relying on the supply chains and the all the food system, like rethinking how we can source our food and how we can produce more ourselves, and uh, also have our eyes on like rural properties with like big land. And I just wonder if there's going to be more and more of that trending of urban flight again. You know, because that sort of was a sort of was a thing from the the cities to the suburbs. Yep. Maybe in like the 50s and 60s. Yep. And especially in the 70s. Um and you know, the no agenda even brings up a lot about how we're in like a weird 70s repeat <coughs> fractal. Maybe uh this is going to be part of it too, uh running back to only this time instead of the suburbs, I think we're trying to run to deep into the woods. At least so, that's uh what I want to be. Yeah, we had the uh, county tax appraiser on the podcast a few weeks back because everybody got their tax statement and everybody was like, what the fuck? You know, just everything went up a great deal. So we had her come in and kudos to her for coming in and just taking it, you know. She didn't have to. 
But anyway, she brought up that you would be surprised how many people are moving from Colorado to our county, which our county includes Cherryville, Independence, Coffeyville, another little town you didn't see, Caney. But uh, she said there's a lot of people moving from Colorado here. I can think of two or three people that moved here from California. Uh, there was a guy that's just moved to Independence who's a world-renowned, what do you call a guitar builder? Is that a Luther? Is that what they call that? Oh, I'm not sure. Luthier or something like that? Anyway, his client list includes like Jimmy Page, Jack White, Sammy Hagar. Okay. Wow. He bought a, you can look him up, his name is Randy Parsons. Uh, he bought an old church there in Independence. So what I'm trying to get at is, all these people are from big towns are moving to the area, buying houses for $100,000, going, man, this is like a three or $400,000 house from where I'm from. Yep. The problem is, is they come here and they buy that house at full market value or a little bit more, which causes all the rest of our houses value to go up. Yep. And I'm not like saying don't come here, but you're used to paying for $300,000 houses and whatever income you have. And the rest of us are living here having $100,000 homes and we're pretty much maxed out. So it's like, okay, I hope when you come, you bring more of your big city friends that are entrepreneurs and want to do something for the community so that we can all, you know, maybe come up a little bit instead of just bringing, you know, big city money and raising our taxes. Right. I guess it's gentrification, I suppose, what somebody says, but I don't, I think it's just taking advantage of, uh, yeah, cost of living and it's, it's, to there's like the a, cities. there's like an economic advantage that, uh, the, <coughs> The coastal folks moving have uh, when yeah. coming to here for sure. A luth- luthier, luthier is yes. what uh, the chat's telling me. Yeah. So luthier. Randy Parsons is his name, and he's bought an old church, and he's gonna do something with it. I hope it's something cool. You know, it'd be nice if you could go see some names play some music here in town. We're not here in town of Independence, but yeah, that was a. Uh... I love getting out there and um, just exploring the areas further out that I haven't really been to a lot. Because, uh, especially on the Kansas side, I don't I don't have a lot of experience on the Kansas side. Uh, I, in fact, the first time I went to Lawrence, Kansas, was, geez, only like three or four years ago. Even though it's not that far away, you know, I just yeah. never really, never really spent a lot of time uh, on that side of the state line, which is. It's kind of interesting. Uh, one place that we did go over there uh, was the Cosmosphere a couple of times with the scouts. Never been. I heard that's great. In Hutchison. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's a fun spot. I keep wanting to go because, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm almost 50, so a lot of kids had an SR-71 Blackbird poster on their wall back in the 80s, uh, and I yeah. was one of them, and they got one up there. Which, yep. that's a, you know, kind of a thing for me. Oh, yeah, they got some cool, cool planes and, and sh- rocket ships. It's an awesome spot. That reminds me of a story. We usually go on a big family vacation every year. Well, sometimes they're bigger than others. But uh, one year we went to Texas, and we'd already been to Kennedy Space Center in Florida, which I highly recommend if you're ever that way. Definitely go to see it. But... Uh, we figured we'd go check out Johnson Space Center in Houston. And they had a shuttle, too. 
like I said, growing up, I'm going to be 50 in July. So that was a huge part of my growing up was the shuttles. And they had one. Not only did they have one, you can go on it. And I was stoked beyond imagination. But then I went to go buy tickets and I was like a minute late and they wouldn't let me on. So my wife had to kind of like talk me down from being the the idiot that you see lose it in the museum. Yeah. uh, uh. I might have said a potty mouth word before. (laughs) I can imagine, yeah. Told Told the kid that was working the counter that it was, you know, all his fault. But, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, my next chance is the uh, Cosmosphere. So I, I always want to make it over to that. Cotton Gen threw a picture of an SR-71 in the chat. A couple of pictures now. He, he took himself. Uh, so he's seen one on display. That's very cool. It's a magnificent, a, magnificent aircraft, man. That was a big deal back in the 80s. I, I mean, I, the poster, I still see the damn poster in my wall. It'd go to, like, what was it? London to LA or something in a couple hours. It was some crazy shit. Whoa, that's yeah. so wild, man. Yeah, so awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a cool spot out there. And they we we did uh, model rockets too. That was the first time I oh, ever yeah. shot off like a hobby rocket. You know, that's cool. Yeah. And um, some dumbass kid made this rocket. There was like two taped together. Mm-hmm. And. Um, you know, usually the model rocket, it like goes up, it's got this little engine with two wires coming out of it. And then you like hit this launch button and it activates the rocket, shoots way up in the air. And then it kind of pops and then falls back gently to the ground. And there's this like, it's not a parachute, but it's like a little streamer. Yeah. yeah, A little streamer. So you can see it coming down and, uh, you know, kind of get out of the way really is the good idea. And, uh, we were kind of running around like catching them, trying to catch them. And so this guy had a double one that was taped together, which I don't think we were supposed to do anyway, but he somehow got it on the pad and launched it. And then when that came down, um, the streamers didn't also didn't really deploy right. So I reached out and I caught it and I like, it went right onto my like finger and just my fingers went right between the two rockets and it just nailed me. And I had like a blood blister on the tip of my finger from catching it. Was it hot? It wasn't hot. It just was f- f- cruising. It was coming down oh. fast, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was just like the direct impact. It wasn't hot at all, but it was like it was like getting hit with a very dull dart <laughs> right in the tip of the finger. So. We had a teacher here at school that uh, introduced us to rockets and uh, balsa wood cars, you know, a little CO2 cartridge in the back. So, yeah, all that stuff was cool. I think he was a scoutmaster of some sort at one time, too, I believe. So you had mentioned um, coming to No Agenda after hearing Adam on Rogan. And I'm always interested in, like, origin stories of, like, how people come to this weird, like, podcast lifestyle and, uh, you know, so many different walks of life. And we all kind of make it into this similar thing somehow. So I'm interested, like, first, how, like, what were the first few podcasts you started listening to and why? And then uh, we can kind of talk about what got you to know Agenda specifically. So I had never, ever listened to a podcast. I mean, I I always say that my generation, Generation X, either you get it or you don't when it comes to technology. Sure. I think I get it more than I don't, but I don't get it enough. I, I just don't. 
But anyway, so I watched a TV show you might see. I'm, I'm also kind of a, a gearhead. I got an old, you saw my junker out in the garage. Yep. So I used to, well, I still do, watch Street Outlaws on Discovery. Well, the main stars had a podcast. And okay. I seen it on their Facebook page. I'm like, I don't know how the hell to use And I remember them saying Podbean. I, I think to myself, what the fuck is a Podbean? You know? <laughs> so, but, uh, so I would go to a website and click on this thing, and half the time I could get it to work right, and I would listen to them guys just talk shit, just mad shit. And I was thinking, God, they can't say this kind of stuff, you know? But they can, and everybody can. Right. And so then when they stopped doing their podcast, I told a friend of mine, I said, man, I ain't got nothing to listen to now. What the hell do I listen to? So I started listening to some audio books, and he said, you ever listen to Joe Rogan? I said, that's the dude that eat bugs and shit. And he's like, he said, yeah, he's got a podcast, like probably one of the biggest podcasts of all time. You know, I'm like, really? Yeah. That dude? So I started listening and uh, I'd go through there and look to see, you know, whether or not I wanted to listen to that person. And I saw Adam Curry on his on his guest. I was like, Adam Curry, the fucking dude with the hair from MTV back in the day? <laughs> you know, I'm like, this can't be right, really? <laughs> and then, so, of course, I listened to it, and I went, oh, wow, this guy sounds like he's got some stuff to say. Yeah, you know? definitely. And, yeah, and then I'm like, holy shit, it is Adam Curry. But, uh, so anyway, which, by the way, I saw a podcast the other day called Pod Fathers, and... Because it's a bunch of dads doing a podcast. Oh, yeah, sure. But, but part of me wanted to go, hey, bitches, hold on a second. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you guys, do you guys know? But anyway. Thank uh, you, bitch. Yeah, but uh, it's called Pod Fathers. Interesting. So anyway, I started listening to that, and this is a story I always tell, that damn near every podcast I listen to started from Rogan. In one way or another, because, you know, Adam Curry was on, and then yep. I found out that, uh, I can't ever, why can't I ever remember the dude's name, the redheaded guy I just talked about? Oh, Conan. Uh, thanks, man. What the hell is that about? But anyway, <laughs> and then Conan was on there, he had a podcast, then Rob Lowe come on there, and he's got a podcast, and that is not at all what you would think it is. Rob Lowe is a very good podcast. Now, you were telling me about the uh, Rob Lowe's podcast. I haven't checked it out yet, but now it's, I have to write it down so that I will. Uh, it is, it's not what you would think at all. It's He's very, I mean, I'd say easy to get along with help. never met him, but he, he feels like the kind of guy you'd want to drink a beer with. Sure. He, he, he's, he's very self-deprecating. He's, he's not real huge on himself. But, uh, so yeah, and then... Uh, of course, the No Agenda, you know, I kept hearing them talk about the No Agenda Social. Well, then they threatened to, you know, to lock it down, and they finally did. But before they did, I jumped, got on there, which led me to uh, you guys. Uh, there's been a couple other ones that I've listened to, a few, but I don't listen to nearly as many podcasts as I used to because my job has changed. Yep. I, I used to go around and around in a circle and listen to machine to run machines, so you'd you know, you'd have hours to sit there and listen to yeah. people chat. Now, I've got to interact with people and do things, so it's kind of hard to uh, to do all that. Yeah, that's how I am, too. When I first started got, uh, podcast, like hardcore listening to podcasting, I was getting into comedy and stand-up comedy and, like, doing some open mics in the college town I was living in. Um had dropped out by that point. But then my my full-time job was mixing cookie dough for this cookie shop. 
That sounds all right. It was a great job. It was fantastic. I was making like, you know, big batches of like 1,200 cookies at a time in this huge industrial mixer. And I just go in there for eight hours and, you know, batch out all the dough that needed to be made that day. And I was the only dough, the dough boy, I guess. Dough boy, yes. And uh, everyone would just leave me alone. Everybody else was either selling cookies at the counter or most of the people were delivery drivers because most of our business was done delivery. And everyone just walk around me and leave me alone. I just listen to podcasts all day. So it was like the ideal job to listen to podcasts in. And then hmm. um, for a long time, I roasted coffee at a when I moved to KC. Uh, I was a coffee roaster at a local roastery, the roastery. And uh, that was another place where, you know, you're just kind of humping beans into the roaster all day and... You already need, like, like if you didn't have a podcast in, you'd pretty much need to wear earbuds, or, I mean, uh, earplugs, just because of the, the you know, f- 150 pounds of beans per load smacking on the side of the roaster all, all the time. Like, that machinery, it doesn't really sound very loud if you're just standing in there, but then standing by it all day, every day, yes. starts to wear on your hearing uh, in ways that you can't really tell until you, like, punch out for the day and then you're like fuck i can't hear anything like <laughs> yeah my ears ring all the time now so yeah. so podcasting was at first i wore, wore the earplugs and then i was like fuck i just might as well put some podcasts on you know so i listen to podcasts and this is going to sound kind of funny there's two things you know like when they always say what do you want to be growing up or if you could do anything not have to worry about money or any of that what would you do and for some reason well there's actually three and one doesn't fit the other two at all. I'm not sure why. A, civ- a civil engineer, because I used to draw pictures of like train tracks and design towns and shit like that. Okay. I don't know what the hell that was about. But anyway, then when Sim City came out, I'm like, holy shit, that's my drawings. They're moving now. So that was one thing. I wanted to be a civil engineer. And the other one was I wanted to be a car salesman or a radio DJ. And I'm like, I know they're both people that are full of shit. You know, they talk a lot. <laughs> sure. So I just made my own damn radio station, essentially. Yeah. And so WKOP is definitely a nod to WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> because I see myself as Dr. Johnny Fever, you know? Yeah. And I know that I'm not that cool. But uh, <laughs> occasionally I will say booger, you know, on the <laughs> just because, you know, it's Dr. Johnny Fever. Gotta so do it. That's that's where we're at now. And then... Then I realized, man, other people want you on their podcast too, and I'm like, hey, this is great. Everybody's talking, having a great time. So, yeah, that's, that's what I. That's what I really love about the medium is it's, it's so, collaborative rather than competitive. You know, yeah, like it's the opposite of gangster rap. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's like uh, when there's new podcasts, especially ones like in our orbit that come on the NA stream. Like I think the most recent one I know of is, uh, the, uh, millennial media offensive. Uh, and we just talked at the last polls with buds, uh, with Dan, uh, stuff like that. Like it jazzes me. It's, it excites me, you know, in any other industry, you'd be like, Oh shit, there's new guys, you know, like now we have like competition, but it's, it's just not how it works in the, in the podcast world. It's like, not at all. It's like everybody's collaborative, and it's like, oh, yeah, you come on my show, and I'll come on your show, and we'll do this show, and talk about that show, and um, it's awesome. It's it's awesome, too, because it's not like, uh, 
it's not like if you miss it, you miss it. You know, it's on an RSS feed forever. So if you're yeah. like, oh, that show, you can go back like three, four years and listen to like all of them if you get like that deep down the rabbit hole. Yeah, we've got people doing that that are new to the show. And I'm one of those people, I can't help it. I go look at numbers, which everybody says don't. Yeah. I'm at them. But I noticed that who the hell's listening to that? You know, it'll be <laughs> sure. like somebody, hey, I just listened to uh, when you was talking about this. I'm like, that was like a year and a half ago, dude. But anyway, our uh, our latest uh, podcast we've been listening to is, uh, well, of course, it's Curry again. It's Curry and the Keeper. Oh, yep. It's only every other week, and it happens to be on a weekend. Well, the, the weekend after they post it is when we don't have children because uh, we're both, we both divorced and our child visitation lines up to where we don't have children every other weekend. Gotcha. So my wife, Megan, and I, we listen to it, and... It's kind of neat to, even though Curry is, you know, he's a celebrity and he's got way more things going on than I do, but the dynamic between him and his wife is very similar to me and mine. And she even says, you always tell me not to talk about it because we're talking about content. And I, and I do that to my wife. Uh, yeah. well, don't, 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 don't tell me about it. It's in your notes. Don't, don't talk to me about it. Uh, you know? She's like, yeah. oh, that's a good one. Don't do it. Just save it. I want to get natural reaction. Yeah. She's like, oh, my God. You know? It's, so. it's always nice to, like, hear it cold on the show, for sure. Like, all the stories Lorian finds, uh, I'm always hearing those cold, you know? Yeah. Um, for the most part. For the most part, I've, for sure. I've messed up a few times. But I also, I am less, uh, I don't know, I, I'm i always amused because I'll have people in the chat uh, who will pop off with like, oh, this is, you're burning show material like but on the pre-stream or after the post-stream. Like sometimes, um, you know, you're not this way because you're just a natural and you're relaxed. But like sometimes you get a guest who's kind of like nervous and kind of adrenaline-y and then we'll get through a show and we'll sign off and then we'll stop the recording and then they can kind of relax and you'll see like uh their personality sort of emerge that they were kind of stiff and then they like open yeah. up and then yeah. people in the chat will be like hey like this is good material like is someone recording and, you know yeah. and uh that's why we like to say you know if you're if you're live with it and you're in the chat man you're getting like this juicy little uh morsel that uh maybe maybe not everybody gets to experience it, you know it's it's definitely different when you'll be talking to somebody that wants to be on the podcast and then when they actually show up into the room it's a totally different thing they get all nervous and yeah they don't want, they don't want to talk I'm like it's okay man just nobody's here where's the camera like there's no camera okay no you know maybe. because well first of all then i go in the whole details like you know what a podcast is that thing on facebook that's not a podcast but uh, they get nervous, and we get them drinking, and then it's a little bit better. But we find, and I think I might have told you this, we find people, when they're on the podcast, the microphone is getting in their way. They want to keep moving the microphone. Oh, like, yeah. I'm like, hey, man, that's, you kind of need to have that microphone there. Man, I do that. I am always grabbing this thing and jerking it around. And yeah, shit. yeah. I'm actually wearing a headset that I actually play Call of Duty on, but... I'm thinking about getting a headset for the guests. That way, when they move their head, sure. the microphone is always there. Because we've gotten used to talking over the side of it and looking around it. Sure, you know? yep, yep. But guests aren't that way. And, you know, it's not their fault. Yeah, definitely. The first time that I was at a 
commission meeting, the first night that I was officially a commissioner, they swore me in. I was so nervous, man. Shit. I break <laughs> walnuts with my ass. It was just, I was like, oh my God, there's a, there's a camera, you know, and there's a microphone yeah. here. I don't know what to do. And, you know, a couple, three weeks later, it's like, oh, it's no big deal now. But yeah. I, yeah. I was, uh, I was kind of blessed growing up because I was just super involved in like church and scouts mainly. And so like, I'd do the Bible readings up at church and then I would do like, uh, I was in leadership roles in scouts for a lot of my years in scouts. And so I'd be like leading meetings and, you know, public speaking is something that like I wrapped up at a young age, but then I, I always wanted to keep that alive. You know, it's one of those things where you can get rusty or you can get nervous if you're not always on. And so I always tried like after, I left and went to college and different things. I always tried to still like be involved. That's why I got involved in, in normal. And like, I would go speak at city council meetings or like, um, when I came back, uh, to Kansas city before I was actually roasting at the coffee shop, I started there as a tour guide. And then when I started being a roaster, I still would take at least one tour per week just to stay on my game, just to be like, cause when you're a tour guide, you know, the 10 o'clock tour starts, and once that clock hits 10, you could be having a shitty day, you could be having a sore throat, you could be, uh, you know, all tired because you didn't sleep the night before, but it didn't matter. You had to be on, and it had it was like game time, yeah. you know? Dance. And it's like, exactly. It's like, you know, these people are here to see a tour, and they want to have a good time, and like, it's go. It's go time. And I, like, I've always tried to keep sharp that way. And uh, when we brought the podcast back, that was like especially going live with it like it's it's a great uh you know challenge but also keeping you honest because it's like you know you don't go back and uh not that when before we went live it was still live to tape so it wasn't like i was like cutting out or editing or pausing things but on a live there is a certain amount of like hey man this is going out in real time you know it still has to be a, a listen somewhat listenable i mean i know this show isn't like uh, the creme uh, de la creme by any means, but, uh, you know, you want to keep it entertaining. and Yeah, that's something we've never done. Well, I say we. Uh, I have never edited other than, like, raise some levels, you know, or sure. do some sound. And people are like, so you don't edit? I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not that smart to go through <laughs> and do a bunch of different sounds. We have a very short intro. Yep. And then we just go with it. And I try to make it just as raw as I possibly can, but not sound like shit. You know, I don't sure. want to sound like shit. But, uh, yeah, I never... I've listened to a few podcasts that I'm like, holy hell, man. No wonder you only put one out of a week and a half because you're spending... How many hours have you spent doing all these segues and all this little oh, musical yeah. interludes? Yep. It's like, holy shit, man. But you know what they're also doing? They're catering to sponsors yep yeah because i'm sure if a sponsor was to listen to my podcast where we tell poop stories <laughs> right. and and complain about whatever politically is on my mind right now which you brought up normal a minute ago i want to preach about that in a minute uh you know they're gonna be like this jackass here i'm not gonna give him any money listen to this jackass right you yeah. know that's fine you don't need to i've got other people that are jackasses just like me and they appreciate what i'm doing so you know they help support the podcast. Exactly. So. Yep. So what do you think of the big uh, vote today? Oh, yeah. That's been all over the place. This more act thing, huh? I cannot believe it actually passed, even though it's going to die in the Senate. Right. Uh, well, 
this is the second time because they passed it last year as well. Like, uh, uh, passed the house. And then last year it never even got signed to a committee in the Senate. And we, I mean, I'd be surprised to be proven wrong, but we don't really expect to see any action in the Senate side on it. Um, no. Maybe, maybe just for headlines, they assign it to a committee and pass it out of committee or something. But it's it, any action I think that happens in the Senate is just going to be smoke and mirrors, pomp and circumstance. I don't yeah. think it really actually has a chance of getting uh, an upvote on the Senate floor and actually returning to the House ever. You know, I know it's all just political, and I don't want to make this political podcast on you. And I know that some of the Democrats are voting for it just out of pure political reasons they sure, don't give a yeah. shit but what kills me is we got some uh local politicians over here in kansas like you're on the missouri side right that's yeah. right yep yeah so it's one that i always think of. i'm not going to mention his name because i actually kind of like the guy it's just it's okay that me and he don't we don't agree on some things that's okay uh he calls himself a fiscal conservative he's sure. always touting him a fiscal conservative yet he's anti-marijuana i'm like so if you're fiscal conservative, don't you want to quit putting these guys in jail that they didn't use their turn signal? And if you pull them over and they've got a quarter sack of weed here, they're clearly not uh, going to go down and corner the market in Columbia on the weed. They're smoking that right. shit at home. All they're doing is going home and uh, watching South Park and beating up some Twinkies. You know. <laughs> so now, now you've got him in the county jail for six months. And when he gets out, he's not going to have a job, so he can't pay his fines. He's got a he's got a record now. I'm like, you call yourself a fiscal conservative? Why don't you just tax him and create an industry? But hey, you know that's yep. we had the uh, Kansas Cannabis Coalition lady on uh, Amy. I forget what her last name is. I want to say Davis. I'm not sure that was it. But anyway, she she was convinced that Kansas would have some kind of uh, marijuana bill this year. Have you seen the? fees that they're proposing for the Kansas side? Uh, I, I assume you mean like a, a fee to apply for a license? Yeah. Have you yeah. seen that stuff? They're always so incredibly high. I think the ones in, on our side ended up being, was it 25 grand? 25,000. 25,000 non-refundable. So that's yeah. that's another thing they always do is like, if you apply for a license, there's this big ass five figure fee and then if you don't get the license, you don't get the fee back either. Like they keep everybody's fee no matter what. So I was wrong. Her name's Amy Reed. She's the president of the Amy Kansas, Reed. Okay. Kansas. I feel like I've heard that I, name. I can't say that damn Kansas Cannabis Coalition. Anyway, so here's the deal. This is what they're proposing. And I'm lacking. I haven't paid attention here in the last couple of weeks. I've been doing some other things. But so if you want to be a grower, Growers will have to pay a $20,000 for a license application and then another $4,000 per 100 square feet of growing area. Yeah. Oh. That's crazy. So it, It's wild, but... Feet. Yeah, 4000 yeah. per 100. So if you want to be a processor or a distributor, you've got to pay a $20,000 application fee plus $180,000 for a license. Jesus. Uh, yeah, that's wanna, crazy, man. Yeah, retailers are twenty thousand for the application and eighty thousand for the license. So I did some comparison because we got a small microbrewery here up the road up there in Independence. Sure, yeah. And look up the fee for what a microbrewery is. I think it's five hundred dollars biannually. And 
I always go down this road of, wait a minute, so you're telling me a guy, this is the marijuana and the alcohol comparison, just driving me up the wall. So you're telling me you can stop down here at the liquor store every day and get a 12-pack, go home, drink all night long, hopefully you're not a violent drunk, you know, I don't know what all you're going to be doing, but hopefully you're not a violent drunk. Get drunk, yell at the kids in the yard, do whatever you're going to do. That's completely okay with some of these people. But a guy that goes home, like I said, stops by, you know, whatever pot store he stops at, yeah. goes home and, like I said, watches South Park and just fucks up Doritos. Man, you're a dirt bag. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I just, it's don't. wild. Yeah, I just pulled up a Missouri micro uh, microbrewery license. If you're a beer only microbrewery. Uh, which is defined, microbrewery is defined as a business whose primary activity is brewing and selling of beer with an annual production of 10,000 barrels or less. Uh, so that's still a really a good, pr- good production yeah. number, yeah. The fee is $5 per 100 barrels. <laughs> wow. Up to a maximum license fee of $250. The devil's lettuce. He will pay more. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That's crazy. And I don't know about you, but I have never heard of anybody getting super high and doing any kind of spousal abuse or, I mean, I know some people that have smoked themselves stupid, don't get me wrong. Sure. But the, the, two, the two comparisons are just... Oh, uh, yeah. When you compare it with alcohol, even just beer alone, even just yeah. beer alone, uh, the disparity there and then the absolute opposite disparity in the laws and enforcement... It's it's insane. Yeah, I don't know. It's insane, and uh, it really only starts to make sense when uh, you trace back, like, when it started and how it started and who's to benefit, you know? And it's like, uh, yeah. the, the you know, hemp was a threat to the paper industry uh, with paper mills, with wood pulp paper specifically. Uh, Doesn't the Army still use hemp ropes? Yeah, and in fact, uh, in World War II, there was a Hemp for Victory campaign where, you know, they asked just regular citizens, everyone, to grow hemp for the war effort. <laughs> so, it's it's so crazy, you know? It's like, it's an impor- important crop, and then also the weed itself, you know? Yeah. Have you guys, I'm sure you know about the, uh, we call it Section 8, just out of joking around, uh, the Delta 8. Have you looked into that stuff? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, in fact, I got some gummies from Booberry up north. He sent us some Delta 8 gummies, which uh, are pretty zonkers. Honestly, as far as effect goes, I don't notice much of a difference in the effect between Delta 8 and regular gummies. I mean, they both stone me out. The difference to me is the the duration Okay. It's completely different. And I, I kind of told, I think I told you about this. I'm not an avid smoker at all. Uh, I did when I was a kid and I tried some of this new shit. Yeah. Holy fuck, man. You know? <laughs> I was like, wow. Got, got some potent uh, stuff out there now for sure. This is, and I got in trouble when I was a kid, not for weed, but we had to go through some kind of course because I was. 18 and got busted with beer and had to take this course. But anyway, this lady was showing uh, pictures of weed. And I remember sitting in the back of the room thinking she couldn't hear me. I was like, wow, look at them buds. And she goes, yes, yes, those are some nice buds. 
and marijuana is four times stronger today than it was in the 60s. This was the late 80s. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself today, damn, if some of them old heads from the 60s got a hold of this shit now, they'd probably have a heart attack. You know? <laughs> what the hell is going on? I, that new stuff. I think it's nice that uh, you don't really need as much, you know? You can get like a little, my favorite is just having a dugout with just a little tiny little one hitter in it. And um, you can be just fine on just like one little shit, like a quarter gram or like a tenth of a gram or anything. But uh, I like the. Uh, I know. I know a lot of people are just like not even uh, into it or can't handle the higher potency stuff. I kind of like it just because it's like it feels a lot cleaner to me. Um, and. It's funny, man. And when I was uh, in high school, still, I discovered pot when I was a senior. And then um, this kid who was two grades younger than us, his grandpa had a ranch up damn near the Iowa border. Um, I can't remember the town in Missouri, but it's like right before you hit Iowa. And he kept wild hemp on his land. Because the doves liked it, and he liked to dove hunt, and so they'd naturally go. flock to it, right? Yeah. And so he told us about it, and he was like, yeah, my grandpa's farm has all this weed on it, right? So we were like, fuck yeah, we drove all the way up there, and we didn't know what the hell we were doing. There's this ditch weed hemp, basically, yeah. all around, uh, but you know, it's got the distinctive leaves on it, and we took these uh hedge trimmers and we just cut all the plants off like right by the ground at the base of it and we filled up like three big trash bags and just stuffed the trunk of my friend's little zx2 and then drove all the way back which in hindsight was so fucking dumb because we had uh and would have been charged with you know pounds and pounds of pot that was just kind of worthless you know but Fuck, we thought we got stoned as hell off of it. We we were just smoking leaves of hemp, you know. But um it's kind of weird like when you're when you're young and you're just uh first exposed to it and you don't have any sort of tolerance or idea what you're doing like I don't know, it, to us at the time it worked. It was like extra, you know, we got pretty stoned off of yeah. it. Like was it really working in hindsight? I'm not sure, you know what I mean, but um, yeah, placebo effect and all that. Yeah, yeah we we fucking we put it in Ziploc bags like a quarter at a time, and my buddy uh, like cured it, finger wag cured it, like dried it out in front of these work lamps that were all hot, which is just like we all of this shit is just like absolute no no stuff to do, you know. If there was even any trace of THC <laughs> in there, we we baked it out by sitting it in front of these lights to dry, you know, but. I don't know. Everybody was uh, very into it because, you know, it was that yeah. or the Mexican brick that you could get. Oh, yes. The old Mexican ditch weed. Yeah. Yeah. That's always some good stuff. And that's kind of yeah. all we had. I remember the first time I went to college, somebody brought some actual nug, like this new weed, you know, uh, hydro, indoor, whatever you want to call it. And they were like, yeah, I found this really, really nice shit. It was like 60 bucks for this eight, uh for this eighth and i was like what the fuck are you talking about you know we yeah. we always pay 20 bucks for a quarter a pot yep and i was like you gotta be an idiot to pay 
$60 for just a fucking eighth, man. You got ripped off. And then I saw the weed and I'd never seen anything like it. It was like all crystally and, uh, you know, it looked like an actual plant. <laughs> like <laughs> it had structure, like the bud structure. It was like, and it, the smell was just like overwhelming. Smell like, you know? smell like Starbucks. Yeah, it was, I was like, oh, this is not what I thought it was. I kind of yeah. get it now. I got a story kind of like that. So I was 20, probably 21, somewhere in there. And I, <clears throat> I've been smoking for a long time. Like I smoked all my share and everybody else's share too. And we went to a college party and these kids were, you know, 18. But of course, you know, that seemed like much younger at 20. But, uh, they had some weed and I was like, hey, you want to you smoke some of this? And it was the first time I ever saw a blunt. And I was like, yeah, I'll smoke some weed with you kids, you know. And I got so fucking high. <laughs> I didn't know who I was or where I was at. I just knew that I needed to be out of that small house with all those people. <laughs> and I just took off walking. And I knew that my buddy lived six, seven blocks away. And I knew that he was home. So I went and knocked on the door and he's like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm high as fuck and I need to get in your house. <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? I told him what happened, how I thought I was being cool. You know, I was like, ah, I got to go. Yeah. So same thing kind of happened to me. Somebody showed up with some stuff that I thought I was the man. I'm like, I'm not the man. Yeah. So, but now I'm older and I'm, I'm kind of glad that I did all the things that I did when I was younger because hopefully if my... Uh, I don't want my kids to deal with it, but maybe I'll recognize some of the things that I did that uh, sure. weren't good so I can help go, okay, you're being a dumbass, so let's uh, get back over here on the road. Yeah, definitely. Helps helps relate for sure. Nothing yeah. else. Anyway, so what else you want to talk about? What else you want to talk about? I was interested actually in uh, the whole uh higher concept if you will of your brand of like wrong kind of there's the podcast and then yeah. i wanted to talk to you about uh your wife's wrong kind of christian website but yeah. like how did that all come about and like why is your podcast the wrong kind of podcast so the way it got started was my so me and my wife have always kind of encouraged each other to try things you know as far as uh, entrepreneurship our previous spouses that was not the case, you know. Sure. No, no, we're not. No, you're not doing any of that. We, we no, no great ideas. You go to work. You come home. You go to work. You know that's what you do. Yeah. Well, so since I've met my wife, we've had a gun store. We've had two separate firearms license. Uh, then I decided that uh, I wanted to start drag racing in the middle of the street, and she was completely okay with that. And we put on a drag race out here. Nice. She she started. Perm, uh, you can look up uh, Coffeeville Street Drags, and you'll see some videos. But uh, and then she wanted to do things, and I said, "Hey, was there anything you want to do?" Well, she helped put on a concert. She was very involved in a in church when she was a kid, and then she went to Ozark uh, University over there at Joplin. Christian College, OCC. Uh, well, then she said, well, I'd kind of like to, you know, maybe promote some concerts. All right, cool, man. So, you know, she was working with bands like Decipher Down and Seventh Day Slumber and Disciple, you know, big in the Christian world. Sure. Well, we was going around to different places, handing out flyers, and we went, 
to Tulsa, and I'll never forget this. I can still see the church. I can tell you exactly where it's at. She walked in with her flyer, and then she walked back out, and she still had her flyer. And I said, uh, nobody there? And uh, she said, no, they were there. I showed them the flyer and started to tell them what we did. And uh, she said, no, we don't do that here. And I said, they don't do what here? Celebrate the Lord in a joyful noise? I can't tell you what verse it is, but I know that's in there. Yep. And uh, I said, I know what the problem is. And she said, watch that. I said, you're the wrong kind of Christian, man. And it just kind of went from there. You know, we've got tattoos, and I'm, I'm not exactly well-groomed. My beard sometimes is longer than others. And sure. I say, I say the potty mouth words and all those things. And so... I was already doing a podcast at one point, and it was called the Heartland Review. How lame is that shit? I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, sh- I should have had uh, the pig pig market, you know, how much sweet corn and all that shit was on sure, the prices, yeah. but I didn't. So anyway, she started her blog called The Wrong Kind of Christian, and I was thinking this, a podcast had kind of died, and I didn't do it for months. I was just kind of like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm done with that shit. I couldn't figure out some audio stuff, which was making sure to hit the right input. That's all it was. I spent thousands of dollars trying to figure that out. But, uh, <laughs> Those issues can be frustrating, too, when you're first learning, for sure. But I told her, I'm changing the name. She said, what are you going to call it? I said, I don't know. It's not a damn political podcast. It's not talking about tech. I said, I don't know. I guess if you come to listen to this podcast, it's not going to be what you think it is. It's going to be the wrong kind of podcast. Come like, you're the wrong kind of Christian. So, And I'm kind of big on you know, trying to keep things all together on the same page. Sure. WKOC, WKOP, you know. Yep. So that's where it went. And it's it's not any, we don't talk about any genre. It's it's mostly current, current events and a lot of politics, but, you know, but we talk about whatever. But, yeah, her uh, deal, she had a podcast going for a while, but I don't think that was her, you know, that's not her, uh, main thing in life she was blogging for a while and doing some other things but uh she's teaching now she's teaching at a a school a christian school and she's with me on our podcast about every episode sometimes she's not but but right now she's in there i don't know she's doing something the kid's very involved in uh plays and singing and cool she's like the ultimate soccer mom but not really a soccer mom you know what i mean she's just really involved in our children's lives and I'm the classic dad. I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm there for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm like, well, I don't know. What the hell? Never mind. I don't need to know. You need me to do anything? Okay. <laughs> Just yell at me if you need something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I totally get that. It's hard enough for me to keep straight what day it is, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got plenty of shit. You know, but you're not a very good Christian. I'm not the right kind of Christian. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's your problem. That makes sense. Um, I so. mean, uh, the, the rough and tumble... Uh, drags a society type crowd i mean that was the that was the crowd that jesus hung out with you know that's who he chose to be his followers and the and uh to be his inner (coughs) circle you know like uh fishermen and tax collectors and all the you know yeah Yeah, whores and uh you know the rest (laughs) do you you remember when trump was running for office and he said something about uh two corinthians and oh, yeah. uh, he, he was talking about Second Corinthians, and uh, he said something about two Corinthians. Oh, yeah. And, and our preacher's like, you know, two Corinthians walked into a bar, 
I was like, oh, I get it. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was, so, That's you funny. know, it's it works out okay in the end. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I, I've noticed that Adam Curry, like we know him, Adam, you know, AC, uh-huh. uh, he's been talking about faith a lot lately. That's true. Yeah, yeah I've heard it come out a, a lot. A lot. Uh, the last five or six different episodes between No Agenda and his show, he's been talking about faith a lot. Something yep. has happened. Yeah. To him here lately, he's been what they what they call it. Uh, they've got a term for it. Uh, the late they've awakening. Nudged. They're being nudged. That's what sure, it is. They're yeah. being nudged. Yeah. The little tug on your heartstrings. So, yeah. yeah, there is some kind of a phenomenon, or uh, I think universally or globally or something, because he he always cites Naomi Wolf as like, mm-hmm. you know, she kind of dared to wonder. If that you know, if we're fighting this evil force, then there must be like a good force to fight it, and like, isn't that God? You know, and uh, <coughs> for some reason, like I don't know why, that's just like not allowed in uh, amongst the academic elite. Oh you know, yeah, you cannot, you cannot be yeah. God. You know, and and it's it's funny because you these these secular types will talk about. Uh, the universe and this universal power and they can like, you know, make their hopes and dreams known to it. And like, uh, it's like, you know, all the same stuff as God, but it's not like spoken as God, you know? Yeah. And to me, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think a lot about that kind of stuff, but, uh, it's not, um, I don't know as, as much on my sleeve, I suppose. I, really was disillusioned with the church growing up and uh with kind of all of the uh political structures that the churches have become and that pastors have become and uh everything like that and so it's kind of like uh it's a lot more meta than that and bigger than that yeah uh, uh, i don't know the last the last few years i've adopted the mantra of hey i'm a christian you're not Okay, that's cool. If you ever want to talk about it, that's great. Yeah. Uh, but hey, you want to have a beer or something? You know, sure. We it's I, I'm just not going to beat somebody up. You know, if they well, right. I don't know yeah. if I believe in God. Okay, cool, man. I hope that works out for you. Sure. You know, I don't. Well, I don't have all the answers. Political stripes or religious stripes or anything like that. You know, like, yeah. uh, we can mix with just about anybody, and that's kind yeah. of a overarching thing you'll find too at like no agenda meetups. Is like you get people of all different religious stripes and no stripes at all or uh, political the same way, you know, people who are like, uh, very into politics and this side or that side of this little pocket or like, um, you won't really find anybody that's like hyper partisan in a mainstream sense, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you will find that everybody just can coexist with all their differences. Yeah. You know? That's something I'm running into down here. I've been considering running for County commission down here. And it's partisan. Sure. I have to, I have to have a letter next to my name. Interesting. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here with that. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, don't I live in the county? Do I qualify? I'm a, I'm a right. citizen of the county. Shouldn't I be able to run? No, you got to be a member of a party. And that, that same politician I was telling you about earlier, he told me, you won't be able to win unless you're a Democrat or a Republican. Sure. So so I've been looking it up, and you can run independent. You have to have a, uh, a petition to get on the ballot. And the stubborn 
person in me almost wants to try to do it just to prove them wrong. Sure. I think it's I think it's bullshit. It is bullshit. You know, I agree. That you shouldn't have to be pick a fucking side. I got told that a while back on our podcast because I said something. She goes, "Well, you need to just pick a side." And I was like, "No, I don't no, need to pick a side." No, both of those sides man. suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, picking, well, uh, it's like the old South Park. Uh, giant douche versus turd sandwich you know yeah, like yeah. uh we don't really need to make that decision though like i, I love me some south park man it's a great uh, show <laughs> that's some good stuff for sure man. Mm. i'll watch that shit for hours my wife's like are you are you really watching this i mean yes i'm watching this shit right <laughs> this shit's great uh, so, uh, the one other day just the other day i watched uh they ran out of internet and you know they're doing the whole grapes of wrath thing going to the place where the internet was Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, that shit's great, man. <laughs> 40 seconds of internet. <laughs> oh, that's great. Man, I had a hell of a time yesterday because, uh, I don't know, for some reason, it was one of the machines on my local network was just, I don't know, it was behaving weird, but I didn't understand why. And so I was getting this uh, behavior where everything that was hardwired on my local network wouldn't be able to connect to the internet. And then... All the Wi-Fi was working fine, and I <laughs> unplugged and plugged stuff in. I power cycled the fiber jack, the router, the uh, switch, because I have a five-port switch down here that runs all the hardwire stuff. And God, it wasn't until I rebooted my uh, my umbrella down here that it actually um, shook the fog out of its brain or whatever it did and uh, started going again. I was just like, oh, my God. Mm. I need to get uh, smartened up on all that. I listened to uh, Curry on the Survivalist podcast telling uh, that yep. guy, telling him about a lot of stuff, which that was a really good episode. I thought he talked in detail about a lot of things. It was a great one. It was and, a great one. And I've listened to you. And who was the guy? I'm sorry. I never get it right. He was on the last Bowls with Buds. I don't want to mess his name up. Oh, Dan. Dan. Uh, okay. Yeah. Dan of, uh, of the hog, hog oh. cast. Oh, You're talking about uh, John, Fletcher John Fletcher and Carolyn Blaney. Blaney. Okay, yeah. yeah, you guys talk a little bit about it there, too. And yep. I'm sitting here trying to absorb all this, and I'm trying to look up on the internet. I'm like, nah, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. So, <laughs> you know, just, hey, PayPal, you know, I'm back to that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we have one guy use the Cash App, and if you notice, that's about as advanced as I get. I just sure. figured out that Bitcoin shit. Yep. So, In fact, I saw it. that uh, earlier today. I appreciate that. Yeah, no um, problem. Uh, it's a little donor to the bowl of cash. Yeah, I, was, of, I like, wasn't trying to get a public thank you, but I was just saying that's that's about as much as I'm sure. Most of our audience is completely okay with uh, PayPal. Yep. And some of them are like, can I send you a check? Yeah. Like, yes, you can send me a check. Oh, you know, yeah. I'll, nice. take, I'll take whatever you want. I'll take some chickens. You know what yep. I mean? That's how we but, are, too. Uh, you know, we've had people reach out privately and say, hey, can I mail you this, like, um, all kinds of stuff, man. We've we well, got the we got the novel from M. Andrew Jones. We got uh, that Suncatcher recently. That's cool. From Widow Garrett. Well, uh, a lot of them are concerned that I'm not getting the full money through PayPal because PayPal takes a fee. And my opinion on that is, I'm using PayPal shit. Yep. PayPal should be getting a cut. Right. You know. I mean, I get what they're doing. Saying, well, you know, I want to make sure you get all of it. Well, damn it, if I was PayPal and you were sending something to Spencer and Lorian, I'd be like, hey, man, can I get a little cut of that? Where's my value? Right. You know? So, 
I don't have a problem with that so much. And yeah. You got to pay your taxes anyway. Yeah, we had the PayPal too. And uh, PayPal is really convenient for things that have to be paid every month, like the internet bill or like uh, mm-hmm. yep. uh, different things that we can put on auto pay, the, the hosting, um, different things that can come out of there. And then people can also more easily put a recurring subscription on the PayPal too. So there's pros and cons and we just try to be open-minded about all of it, you know? Um, yeah, I'm not uh, racist when it comes to money and how you want to get it. Yeah, there you, you know, go. You send it however you want. Yes, that's right. Uh, I seen somebody comment today on a Facebook page using the word cracker, and I got banned for using the word cracker. Interesting. Think, yeah, so, you know, I don't know what the hell that was about. Uh, huh. Facebook. I'm about to get banned completely off Facebook, so I don't know what the hell I'm going to do then. Because that's yeah. where most of my audience is, because, well, you know... No agenda social is kind of you know it's closed off, so yep, and there's a few other instances if people like if you want to get people on there um like i t m slaves dot com is one right yeah okay that I can think of off the top of my mind um, well, the wizard created one, but he hasn't uh done much with it lately he hasn't locked down, and I don't know what happened. We started getting some people in there that I don't know who the hell they were sure yeah, so I uh, it, depending kind of on you know your your server abilities, uh, you can have different options. Like uh, for instance, invite only. So okay. I think that MoFax is starting one up, um, and theirs is going to be invite only. Where if you are a member already, then you can send somebody else an invite link. But that okay. just kind of keeps at least somewhat protection, you know, of like, well, somebody yeah. who's already in has to spin up an invite for you. So, well, I've been trying to diversify, I suppose, because I'm getting booted from Facebook for the most stupid shit. Yep. I actually did a seven day stretch in Facebook pen there, you know, a while back because uh-huh. I posted the, a meme of uh, James Franco with a rope around his neck, you know, where he says oh, first time. Yep. 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 I got banned because that was suicidal and harmful. Oh, come on. But then I saw somebody else had it on there. They didn't get banned. Everything is so selectively enforced there. Well, hell, I woke up the other day and I got the big giant red triangle with the exclamation point in the middle of it that we found something from a year ago. It was the exact same photo. And I went, holy fuck, here we go again. And I disputed it. (laughs) And said, I've seen this on other Facebook pages. And they said, yes, you're correct. It doesn't go against her. I'm like, wait a minute. I just got banned two weeks ago for the same photo. Now you're telling me that it is okay. So I have to run everything past my wife now to make sure it's like, hey, would you post this? No. Damn. Okay. (laughs) So because most of everything I post is, you know, making fun of, you know, dicks and fart jokes or or something like that. Yeah. So. And you can't do that. No more. I had too pick too many pictures of my butt when I was still on Facebook. Yeah, they don't like butt pics. No. That's true. No. So I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I uh, Lorian did it right, man. She deleted hers in 2016. I want to say. Yep. Before Good the Lord. election. Never looked back. And I had to back off for a while on that deal. I deleted at the same time, but then I got a real estate license in the fall of 2017. And in all of my classes and all of the business stuff and everything, they were like, yeah, you per- you have to set up a, a page on Facebook to, yeah. you know, have a have your front-facing page to get business and stuff. And they pretty much convinced me I needed one. And so I went back on there. 
and had a page and whatever, I didn't get, I never sold a single house because somebody saw me on Facebook. Really? And I just, I was uh, getting all the, you know, the same old fucking hassles that you get when you have a Facebook account of like, uh, mainly for me, I'm a bait taker, okay? So like, uh, I even warn people on my No Agenda Social, like 69% chance of taking the bait. Like, I see bait and I have, <laughs> I, it's, I'm not as bad um, now that I'm in my 30s, but... I, and it, when I was young and just like fresh out of my parents' house and like living on my own, I would take the bait almost every goddamn time. And I still have to like, you know, practice self-control and stuff. Cause I love just trolling and batting the ball around and, you know, uh, ball breaking and different shit like that. You know, I, I love that kind of stuff and, uh, debating and, um, a little bit of flame warring stuff. But for me, it's like fun and kind of a sport a little bit. And, uh, you know, calling people a retard because they say retarded shit, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. and also being able to take it back because I know I'm a, I'm a retard too. Like, that's the only reason that I'm able to say it is because, like, you know, I, I am stupid as well. I say stupid shit. I've been proven wrong. Like, but I like to spar. I like to get into it, you know? I like to say, you know, hey, let's, like, have it out. Like, let's have the best idea win. Let's kind of do battle here. And some people just take that totally the wrong way, which... I don't know. It's tough when you get on the internet and there's no context and there's no voice oh, about it. Shit. And there's no, like, it's just text, you know, and maybe you have a spelling error that makes you look even stupider, even though you have a good point, or maybe you have a great point, uh, or maybe you have, you have no point at all and you have a dumb point, but you wrote it like with big words and shit. And so like, you know, it's perceived as some great idea. Um, I don't know. It just kind of Internet flame wars don't really like win you minds and hearts no. and souls, but no. um, I always had a tough time ignoring that. So when I got back on Facebook, it was the same thing where I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to get myself and other people in trouble here. And so I deleted again <laughs> and I've been off. Uh, I'm off for good now. Never, ever again will I be on Facebook. Nope. Did you get your uh, Facebook clean coin, you know, like four years clean? And... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> one one day at a time. One day at a I time. W- I wish I could. I, you know, I okay. So I'm just going to delete this. Well, I can't delete that. I still have a business profile. Right. So, and I hardly use my personal page for much anymore. Really, I'm just always on the business page, trying to, you know, I don't know if you call me a troll or not, but I go around and and then fucking Facebook keeps showing me shit that pisses me off. You yep, know, yep. that stupid algorithm. They keep showing me that they keep showing me the most extreme of both political parties and i'm like good god you guys are all you're the same person yeah you're just you're just you're so far around the clock that you don't even realize you're arguing with yourself you probably live in the same house <laughs> you know it's like the fuck and i don't know i get on there and give them shit i seen one today where it was a picture of trump golfing and it said i hope his next stroke is a major one. Oh my god and i'm like man you guys are the the party of tolerance aren't you what happened to that deal sure i'm like man you guys need a hug that's what i wrote you guys need a hug, you guys need a hug. <laughs> no doubt, and man. They, they wrote they wrote back no we just need trump six feet under 
my God. Jeez. Jesus Christ, I don't much care for Biden, but I ain't wish death on the poor bastard. Right. right. He just needs to go back home and enjoy his retirement yeah. instead of doing the shit that he's doing now. Just sit him in the lazy boy and give him his cup of pudding. And, you That's know. where the poor bastard needs to be. The poor bastard <laughs> let somebody be else, home right now. Let somebody else steer the ship. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. For me, I don't know. Like, I'd try to attack ideas and not, and not people. But yeah. uh, then, I don't know, I also fiercely defend if somebody, like, um, gets into my family or my space or whatever, oh, you know, yeah, like, it gets yeah. personal, then I'm, like, right there. I'm always just, like, if anybody ratchets the, stuff, it ratchet the, uh, ratchets the conversation up, that's my weakness, is I'll, like, meet them right there. Like, <laughs> they can bring it down, and then I'll get right down in the mud with them, you know. I don't know. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, it's like most of it's just laughs. You know what I mean? I'm not like sitting here jumping up and down, like raging at my phone. I'm like, I'm like, look at this city in. And I'm like, you know, posting back. But like people take it all different ways. So I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. I, don't I like know. to. It's, it's I like got to me in trouble before. I like to invite him on the podcast. Yeah. I'll say when I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not real good at this whole typing thing back and forth. So, and you can't see my hands moving because my hands are moving right now while I'm talking. You know, you, you can't, you can't see my face. You know, you can't tell if I'm joking or not. You can't tell how stupid I really am. So, right. and I'll say, why don't you just, you can call in, you can Skype, we can, we can, whatever kind of shit nap you want to use, you tell me. <laughs> and they're like, I wouldn't be on your damn podcast. Well, you've been arguing with me for 30 fucking minutes. Yeah, it's a So, yeah, you on. know, now now that I've invited you to actually back up your shit, you know, uh, I fuck you. You know, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man, whatever. Whatever, man, whatever. Yeah, I had a, a guest yesterday flake out on me. He's making a bunch of allegations about some local stuff and... I invited him on. He was going to be on. Then at the last minute, he wanted to bring his preacher, his wife, and somebody else. And you seen my room? I said, "Dude, I don't have a audience section. We got four chairs out there." Right. And I'm like, "Are you really not coming on?" Uh, my lawyer won't let me. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, all right. So I'm imagining that Yancey, he has a, a new segment. He calls the the uh, douche of the week award. So. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I imagine he's probably uh, in running for the douche of the nice. week. Nice. So, my lawyer yeah. won't let me. Yeah, he's just a bitch. My just, lawyer, uh, it's not what he won't let me do. It's just he likes to not hear from me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, no, no, you don't ask for permission. You ask for forgiveness. That's my exactly. motto. That's my motto. Man, this uh, cough is kicking my ass. Do we get any voicemails? Oh, that's right. Uh, I'll check the voicemail on. I see none. See none. Nobody We're wants clean. to talk to me. We're clean on the voicemails. Uh, it's okay. It's all good. But um, yeah, we've had a. Uh, I was just looking at the time. It's flown by, man. The, yeah, I looked a minute ago. I was like, man, it's nine thirty. Wow, cool. Now it's ten. Yeah, it's already a little past ten, man. Uh, well, it's better mm-hmm. than having a. I've had guests on. It's like twenty minutes. It's like I'm really stretching this shit. Oh yeah, that's what that's what's great, and I knew when we met you, man, that it would be easy and breezy to, to sit down and have a good chat. But uh, thanks so much, we appreciate you hanging out for us uh, on no the problem, on man. the old Enjoy bulls it. with buds, and uh, we'll have to have you back someday. And let us know too when you're doing another meetup in the area. We'll see if we can make it down there again because that was a blast. We had a really great time, and yeah. the girls had fun too. June third, 
June 3rd. Or the 4th. It's a Saturday, so it must be the 4th. Okay. So anyway, all right, man. Cool. Well, we'll take a look and uh, pencil it in there, see if we can make it down. I'm sure we can figure something out. All right. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. And thank you, Bowlers, for hanging out and listening, tuning along, boosting along. Um, I should mention that uh, N4VX got us with those last two pews, 1,001 Pew Pew Friends, and then 33 uh, right after that. Thanks so much for all your boosts, all your love, all your support. We'll be back at it next Tuesday night. Just like always, 9 p.m. Central right after DH Unplug wraps up on the No Agenda stream. Uh, Till then, I've been Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I've been Dame DeLorean. Until Tuesday, may your bowls burn ever brighter. I'm sick of your fucking smoke. <laughs> oh. Bowl after bowl.com. <laughs>